Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back uh, to Today's Issues. The, that's the name of this show. Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. We'll be here for another 25 minutes. Thank you for listening. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. <clears throat> comments at AFR.net. If you want to watch, go to Facebook, YouTube, type in Today's Issues. You can watch the live video streaming there. Or we strongly encourage you to go over to our new Live video streaming service, right, Ed? Yes, streaming.afa.net. You can watch this show and other shows, the video stream for... What's uh, the website again? Streaming.afa.net. All right. Now, you will have to, if you've never been there before, you will have to set up an account. Very simple. Uh, I think a username, password, email address, and you're in. That, by the way, also allows you to watch uh, much of the video content we have up there, films and documentaries and so forth. If you become a monthly donor to American Family Association, American Family Radio, you become a great commission partner, and all the material we have available is yours to watch. If you go there, do you get for English Press 1? (laughs) No, no. You don't? No. It's, it's all in English? It's all in English. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, we all know what I'm talking about, right? See. For, for English. Well, we we are a very bilingual country now. Oh, There's yeah. So, so much, uh, so many people speak Spanish. Right. You know, that for Espino, at least I know what that is when yes. they say I don't press a button. I took then, three years of Spanish in high school and two years in college. And all I can do is order more chips, order more cheaps. Did you when, did go you, to a Mexican restaurant? That's, yeah. Did you ever order a breakfast taco? <laughs> no, I'm not a, I'm not a big Jill Biden fan. But yeah, she's uh, never going to live that down. No, no, she's not. Uh, Comparing the Hispanic people to and their diversity to the more. breakfast tacos, that just was. Just I t- I've told <laughs> this joke before, but I'll tell it again. Okay, it's, it was really not a joke. It's it really happens, but it's funny, right? So, this is fifteen years ago, whatever. Whenever my son Wesley, who's now thirty something, yeah. And when they get in their thirties, you forget how old your kids are, right? Am I, I right? Add, I have to add up. I have to subtract. See, the I'm not alone. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Well, yeah. you get in their thirties, you start going. I don't know. They're thirty four, thirty five, <laughs> something like. Huh? Am I right? Yeah, but I don't think he's that old. No, he, well, he's he born. He was born in '89. What is yeah. that? So he's like my son. He's 33. Yeah, depending okay. on when his birthday. So whenever he was in high school, right? Whenever that was, he got through his football practice one day, and it and <clears throat> so he his mom and I met him in the Walmart parking lot just to say, "Hey, how's it going? You know, hope you had a good practice." And we said to him, "Hey, we're going to the Mexican place." Do you want to come with us for dinner? Right. You know, join join my, your mom and dad for dinner. And he said, "No, no, I'm really, I'm really not into Mexican uh, tonight. I think I'm." And we said, "Well, what are you going to do?" He 
He said, I, I think I'm just going to stop at Taco Bell on, <laughs> on, the, way, <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> and, and well, I, there is some question about what what category that falls into. I know. It's, no, it happened just like that. It's like a something out of science. Well, can can I just tell one the quick yeah, story? Ahead, and I it. think I told this story right after the last time you told that one. Yeah. Because I have a, a bad habit of when I'm around people who have a particular accent, I unconsciously mimic it. Okay. So my wife, and this is back when my son was in high school. Right. My wife and I and my son, I think my daughter was off to college at the time. We went to one of the local Mexican restaurants and, you know, interacting with the, the waiter and so on and so forth. And I, the guy came back by to, you know, drinks. And I said, we'd like some more cheeps. <laughs> <laughs> this is the honest truth. And after he said, see, yes, he goes, my, my wife and my son looked at me like I had just coughed up a hairball. I said, what? What did I do? She said, did you realize what you just said? And I said, no. What did I say? You said cheeps. And I said, I did not. I was serious. They said, yes, you did. You said, can we have some more cheeps? But I was subconsciously. Right. Please, and, if you're Hispanic, you I'm not little, making fun of you. Can I'm you just, ask the little fat Frito-Lay man to come out here and play the violin or something? I'm hey. sure. I don't know whether the young man right. took it badly cheeps, or not cheeps. personally. But I was, that's just, because that's right. what they always say. You I know. Want some more cheap. <laughs> and I'm not, I wasn't making fun. I just, I just subconsciously mimicked. And my, but. You know, I told you the other day, going to a Mexican restaurant just didn't turn your day around. <laughs> huh? It just makes you, it gives you a happy. Oh, yes. Huh? Yeah. You got the happy music going on. I don't know what they're saying You got about free me. chips and salsa. <laughs> yes. Huh? I mean, that's, that's a good way to. You know, turn a bad day around right there. Yep. Go to lunch at a Mexican restaurant. That's right. Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning. We know you're here. I know. We're Steve Aware. <laughs> Steve Aware. Okay. This is me after <laughs> I listened to Ed for a bit. <laughs> you're scratching? No. You, you need to shave? I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Oh, that is a oh, really bad attempt. Oh, wow. That, that was a little... Uh, Going uh, on, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ghosty. All right. Hey, uh, speaking of legends, the uh, the legendary baseball broadcaster Vin Scully died last night. At 94 years old, full life. He broadcast for the Dodgers for 67 years. Wow. 67. Started in 1950 that. in Brooklyn. And wow. followed when they them were out. the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, and followed them out to Los Angeles. Retired in 2016. Class, and had some class of the most guy. iconic. I was. I wanted to play you a little bit of Vin Scully, but I had so many. We could. We could literally fill this whole half hour off with nothing but just Vin Scully clips. So what did I want to do? I. I had three things here, but I want to play you this one. This is vintage Scully because it's not a big, huge. You know, famous call or something, but this is vintage Scully. So this is a game between the Rockies and I believe the Dodgers. And um, there was a, a play in the outfield. It was a very close, it was either catch or trap. We didn't know. Right. And so there was a whole discussion. And then Jim Tracy, they finally say it was a, uh, it was a, a trap. And Jim Tracy, who's the manager of the team that just got slighted, comes out full of vim and vigor, ready to argue, right? This is this is Vin Scully relating what happened. Cut nine. He caught the ball, Jim said. He caught the ball. 
He caught the Blinken ball. He caught the darn ball. He... Oh, oh, you're gone. He is gone. That is Blinken fertilizer. <laughs> I'm doing the best to translate. You gotta be blinking me. <laughs> the ball, he caught the ball. This is, you know, uh, you know, baseball. They they use some pretty spicy language. That was Vin doing his best to make it family friendly. Which yes, <laughs> now, I thought we were going to listen to the call for Sandy Koufax. We can, but, we well, can, maybe at the end of the show. But. No, we can do that. It's it's not that. It's thirty seconds. So um, Sandy Koufax in 1964 pitched a perfect game. This is the iconic call. Cut six. From the two-one pitch to Keen, swung on and missed. Strike two. It is 9.46 p.m. Two and two to Harvey Keene. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed a perfect game. <clears throat> on the scoreboard in right field, it is 9.46 p.m in the city of the angels los angeles california Finn had this way of just setting a, a scene with something that wasn't baseball like the time or the color of the grass or something right. just brought you right listen there. Uh, the 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 uh, i was uh well uh I'm, I'm 59 the radio broadcasters from the 30s 40s 50s and 60s and 70s into the 80s, uh, 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 baseball was known as America's pastime, uh, right? Right. Amer America's pastime, and it was, the, it was the dominant sport. Football is today, but baseball was during that era. <clears throat> and, and because uh, the, the, the radio brought the game to life, all right, and so many people depended on it to uh, – you know, as a release from uh, the everyday mundanes, right? Uh, you know, and a lot of times, what the country was going through economically was bad, and so people, uh, you know, took uh, joy in listening to their uh, their their team on radio, right? And Vince Scully was one of the ones. He, he, I don't know. He, he would be a top five in the history of. He also did some NBC work, as I remember. In yep. game, uh, didn't he do some NBC Game of the Week work with he Tony Kubek so. and is. others? Ben Scully, what a great voice mm. he has in a great way, as you say, Steve, of capturing the moment and describing the game. Uh, I grew up uh, with uh, Jack Buck, mm -hmm. who was the same way for the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. And he had a massive uh, radio uh, audience yeah. jack buck did he died 10 15 years ago or so center of the country i mean right down <clears throat> the middle of america and he also like ben scully did a lot of national tv work right his son joe buck followed him but i'm just saying it what there in in, in boston and new york and harry was, oh yeah harry carry harry carry uh Red barber yes was. yes these are these are um you know my guy these are great. Was great the guy book. that announced for the Oakland A's, being an o o Oakland A's fan forever, and um, 
Holy Toledo was his, and now I should have written it down. His name, um, Bill King. Mm. Bill King, uh, just like uh, the voice of baseball for me, and I was fortunate enough to meet him huh. one time. Um, just great, uh, great memories of that. Ron Burgundy. Well, there another, you go. Yes. Another great name for well, no. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, Vince Scully passes away, and yep. uh, that's sad. Uh, Ninety. What was 94. he? Ninety. Ninety-four years old. Ninety-four. Uh, all right. Next story, Steve. All right. Uh, well, the fallout continues from the uh, assassination or the takeout of Ayman Al um, Salam. Uh, no, Ayman. Zawahiri, Zawahiri, Ayman al Zawahiri. Anyway, he was taken out in in Afghanistan in Kabul, and people are kind of wondering what was he doing in Kabul. In fact, this is what Peter Ducey was wondering yesterday when he asked John Kirby, who's the spokesperson for the National Security Council, what was going on. I want you to hear this. This is pretty. Uh, this is cut ten. So we know that the Taliban was harboring the world's most wanted terrorist. You guys gave a whole country to a bunch of people that are on the FBI most wanted list. What did you think was going to happen? I take issue with the premise that we gave a whole country to terrorist groups. I mean, again, I'd, 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 I'd encourage you to ask... The world's number one terrorist. How is that not giving a country to a, a terrorist sympathizing group, uh, if not giving them permission to have terrorists just... Well, sit on a balcony. The question, I mean, Peter, the way you asked that, it makes it sound like we owned Afghanistan a year ago. It wasn't our country. That guy's the boss. Yeah. The guy's Peter the, what did you think was going to happen? You gave him the, the Taliban, for goodness <laughs> sakes. It's funny that Afghanistan has kind of dropped off the, well off the front page with all the other things that are going on with the Biden administration, but... That was a a cataclysmic foreign policy f- failure. Now, to, who is the, who is the guy speaking on behalf of the Biden administration? John Kirby. John he used Kirby, to be the Defense Department spokesperson. Now he works for the Security. I, I will say this uh, in his defense: uh, it, Al, um, Afghanistan was always a fifty-fifty proposition in terms of what would happen once we left. Uh, but, um, so, but that's all I'm going to say. But the, they the way we left yeah, was an absolute disaster. All that equipment, all the munitions and without a, uh, maybe we did say something to him, but I always said, if we're going to leave, we need to make sure the government of Afghanistan and the Taliban understand if they go back to these Al Qaeda training camps or whatever, we'll hit them. We'll you hit them and we'll kill you and whoever's involved with it. You can say that to the Taliban, but there is no government of Afghanistan. There might be a president. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about before we left. Even before we left, the, there were well, there was a government, but there are territories and there are right. warlords and the. They, but we should. What I'm saying is, we should have made it clear to them that yeah. though uh, though we are physically exiting the country, our right. military, we will see. Mm-hmm. And know if you're harboring terrorists, like we did with this guy. And this guy, uh, Al Zawahiri, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, he got hit because of his daily ritual, right? Well, yes. Yeah, so he, he developed a habit. Now, this guy, Al Zawahiri, by the way, first appeared on the stage back, he was involved in the plot to kill Anwar Sadat. That really? One, yeah. 
that long ago. I didn't just, know that was an Al Qaeda operation. Well, no, no, he was just he was terrorist then. Okay. This was before Al Qaeda, but then he was behind. He was also involved in the planning of the embassy bombings in Nairobi and Dar es Salaam, and just been around. He's a bad for, dude, bad dude. So yeah, he developed a habit, and so he, every day he would go out on his balcony. He would pray, and they said, "Well, on the balcony." So how do you think they got him on his balcony? His wife and daughter were inside the apartment. They didn't want to kill them. Right. They just want to get him. You know how they did that? I actually do know. But you do. <laughs> tell our listeners. <laughs> I know, but tell them. It's it was it's something called a kinetic weapon. A kinetic weapon is something that doesn't have an explosive. It just it's just the plain Newton uh, Newton's law. Something you physical know, force. Physical force. But this missile has blades like sharp knife blades that spring out and literally chop the guy to pieces. Yeah. Rather than blowing him up, and it. The, the damage was reserved to the uh, balcony. Otherwise, if it's an explosive device, you're going to get you, everybody. There's a lot of collateral yeah. damage, and there wasn't. It's called a, an R R nine X missile. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a brutal weapon. But uh, there's no there's no good probably good way to die in a warfare. I mean, you get blown to bits. That's as That's efficient as, as well. As long as it's quick, efficient. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he developed a habit and uh, uh, of going out on the balcony, yeah. and we saw it. Our, our assets, keeping watch, saw this habit. We knew at such and such time of day, that's where this guy would be. And have Alzheimer's a drone area. and launch a, launch a little uh, knife, yep. and uh, wow. bye-bye. So, All right, anyway. next story. Um, if you guys were listening to the news at the top of the 11 o'clock hour here, you heard about this pro-life girl named Grace Hartstock. Uh, she was doing, in Kansas, door-to-door canvassing. This is for the vote that ultimately lost the abortion battle. But this was a girl that was working, a teenage girl, that was working for a Students for Life. She was out canvassing uh, uh, homes and trying to get the people to vote. By herself. She was by herself. Well, you wouldn't think. That necessarily that would be dangerous, but apparently it was. She she knocks on a door. A woman comes to the the door, realizes who she is, and says, "I I'm sorry. I don't think we want to talk to you." And uh, Grace Hartstock Hartsock says, "Okay." Turns around, starts to walk away. Another voice from within the house yells at the person who answered the door. Says, "Mom, don't apologize to her." Then follows her out and listen to what happened. To her, this is Grace Hartstock talking, and uh, this would be cut two. As I was leaving the doorstep, then I heard a woman inside um, start yelling and screaming at me. And as I was turned around walking back in her driveway, then she came out of the house, started yelling, um, and then pushed me with both hands and started hitting me with her fists saying things like, I hope you get raped. I hope you get run over by a car. Where is Attorney General Merrick Garland when you need him? You know, for 50 years, we've ignored the rights of the pre-born in the womb, but now we see many in the Biden administration who are simply doing the same with with volunteers like Grace, with volunteers at pregnancy care centers, you know, with our team mm-hmm. at Students for Life to endure this ongoing violence. It's absolutely despicable. That's uh, Students for Life President Christian Hawkins. Well, I think that hap- that happened to her. She captured some of it on video, right? The, the last part, not she, the hitting, but teenage the girl yeah. knocking on the door. Hey, vote yes uh, Tuesday on the pro-life uh, amendment. 
so this girl, uh, what's the young lady's name? Grace. How old is she? Uh, she's just a teenager. She probably she look about sixteen. Okay, so uh, bless her yeah. for having the courageous courage of, girl for for having the courage of especially to go out knocking on doors by yourself. That's kind of intimidating uh, for a lot of people, especially for a teenager. And you know you're going to be hit with some people who say, "Hey, I don't." You know, because the abortion some vulgarity, you yeah. can expect that. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, but man, she gets chased out of the driveway by the woman's daughter, who's a grown woman. Yes, yeah, who's a grown, a grown who's woman. a grown woman, and uh, punched, assaulted. Uh, you know, I wonder sometimes why people who are pro uh, rabidly pro-abortion get so angry when somebody talks about this issue i have an answer to that go demonic you're not talking metaphorically no, you mean i'm saying not that they're demon possessed necessarily but the spirit of this age is the the satan who lies steals destroys and kills right and the 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 anger and the bitterness that these people have can only come from the the influence of, of how about how about two another 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 idea here is that a lot of people have had abortions yeah and they don't like being told that what they did was commit murder yeah and a lot of guilt so the guilt is there yeah uh, and they lash out at somebody who reminds them of that yeah I'm just throwing a theory out oh, there oh I, I I would agree with all the things you guys are saying and listen I I also want to tell this young lady Grace what's her last name Heart Sock Hearts Hearts Heart Sock Sock A R T I would say can you read about this at our website Brent give people at our at our Facebook page right now I I would say that we are proud of this young lady I would encourage pro-life young people to go two by two if they can oh, I know me sometimes too. yeah you just you just never know what's going to happen nowadays but this is the same spirit okay that uh that burned down churches that firebombed yeah. crisis pregnancy centers here well remember after the the leak of the decision of the dobbs ruling remember we had oh yeah uh, you know yeah. spray painting and vandalizing churches and so on and so forth that is the spirit of the age, and that is the spirit of the radical left, and that's what the Grace Hartsock experienced. Well, think of the difference. Pro-lifers for years uh, prayed, marched, yep. but we have a God who can change hearts. We have a God who can change the direction don't of believe countries. In, don't believe in uh, violence or, or— No, well, no, we don't need it. Our right. God is more powerful than that, and if and, and if we—if if our if this nation called by his name— yeah. I mean, they he can change, but they don't. They don't have anything. Well, in this fitting. case, in this case, this woman, uh, again, a grown woman, but the daughter of the person who owned the house. Yep. So the mom comes to the door. The pro-life teenager is there, and she says, "Really, don't want to talk to you." Closes the door, or at least she's on her way. Okay, dust off your feet, move on right. to the next house. Right. And then out comes her daughter, again, probably looks like she's in her mid-30s, chasing her down the driveway and getting getting uh, physical. Well, I, hope the, I, hope the, I hope that she presses charges. Get, getting physical with and, this little teenage girl. Right. Uh, hope she has her arrested. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the program today, today's issues. Thanks to Ed and Steve and Fred and Brent, our producer. 
Nick Logan was on. Uh, I, I, did I miss anybody? Vince Scully. Vince Scully. Thank you to Vince Scully. Vince Scully. The late Vince Scully. The late Vince Passed Scully. away. All right, uh, yesterday. We uh, hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.